Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with episode 146 of the Chick Foley Show. We're getting extreme this week with our extreme rules preview and much, much more. But before we get into it, let me introduce the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I'm doing good. As we're recording this, we're on the eve of my, um, you know, 30-something birthday. <laughs> I forget. I had to have Seth remind me how um, how old I am sometimes because he was like, he's like, you know, you're going to be um, 36 this year. I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm 34. He was like, no, Sheena, you're 35. I'm like, oh, my God. So, yeah, that was a little bit of a uh, a shock to the system, but I'm ready for it. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Got a big day planned for Sheena's birthday tomorrow. So this is the last time you're going to hear her as a uh, 35-year-old <laughs> on the podcast, man. We were at, it's, it's 9.59 p.m. Uh, tonight, so depending on how long we go, we may actually cross over into her birthday on this episode. That'd be a, uh, a nice little treat. Uh, Marco, how's life up in Massachusetts? Good, good. And uh, happy happy pre-birthday or thank you, thank birthday you. eve, as they like to say. So, But yeah, um, yeah, nothing much over here. Just can't wait to... Uh, talk up some uh non-extreme rules because they haven't mentioned any light, rules man. matches at all like all the matches that that are have been like added they don't have any yeah extreme rules on them at all so i'm kind of curious to see what's going on with yeah that. we'll definitely get into that a little bit later on if uh extreme rules even needs to be a concept for a show anymore um sheena remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media you can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco graciously running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. And most importantly, you can join our Foley fam over at ChickFoleyShow.com. Uh, we got Royal Rumble Watch Along um, 94 uh, coming well, We're next. actually putting that on pause until Oh, uh, that's right. We have a special. Uh, Marco, yeah. once again, proving why he is the real MVP, actually came in with a genius idea. So smart. I don't know how the rest of now we didn't come Especially up with it Especially myself, this. yeah. Yeah, especially Sheena, the uh, the Halloween queen. Um, but starting next, all in October, we're going to try to drop an episode a week on Patreon. And we're going to do a, uh, a Halloween Havoc retrospective. So we'll be looking at the the main events from all the various years. And then just various, uh, you know, me and Marco were tossing around before we came up live the word to discuss it. I think we just came up with Halloween Havoc fuckery, you know, because <laughs> yeah. there was always a lot of fuckery <laughs> with Halloween Havoc, especially yeah. in the early years. So you guys might see a, uh, or you guys might get to listen to a watch along of a chamber of horrors match or a, uh, a coal miner's glove on a pole match, you know. So if those words, sound like they make absolutely zero sense just tune in on patreon next month and we'll explain <laughs> we'll have some fun and uh we'll dig deep with some uh some juicy research on all those matches that's what makes it well. great also speaking of uh halloween havoc all you guys watching on youtube uh drinking once again uh having my ice cold beverage out of my mm. halloween havoc chick-fil-a show halloween havoc logo uh pint glass you can get it uh, we'll put the link in the show notes and the link is in my bio on instagram as well so grab this it's only limited time we're only going to have it up through the fall season uh you know probably through just next month so Anyway, yeah, I cheers. love my uh, I love my metal pint glass from Hydro Flask, perfect pint. You can see the uh, shout out to our friends Turnbuckle Tavern right there on the uh, the sticker. But there's just something about having a nice, heavy, frosty glass mug that yeah. just, the, the beer just really hits different out of it, man. So 
So hit it up. Don't just get one. You need two. All right. Because it's it's going to be awkward if you have a friend or a, uh, you know, a romantic partner over and you guys are fighting over the good glass, you know. So yeah. make sure you go ahead and grab a pair of them and uh, shoot us a picture of drinking your favorite beverage out of it once you get it. Uh, Marco, what's new with the Pod Foundation this week? Uh, so as you mentioned, we're uh, we're going to be heading into the uh, in Halloween ta- territory pretty soon. So that's what's going on with the uh, Chick Foley show. Um, it's pretty much all on uh, Turnbuckle Tavern this week. Um, the Turnbuckle Sessions, they had uh, one half of the two bad Chads on there. So Chad Smith. Um, that picture is looking super hipstery, man. Like he looked just primo, yeah. dude. The oh, freaking that, flannel the more, shirt. Oh, the I love hat. it. Killing the more it, I dude. learned Chad about Chad, killing it. yeah, I told Chad he's like my long lost older brother. I feel like we were separated at birth because he's like got all my same like hobbies and interests. I, I just I love this dude. And then he showed up on his sessions photo wearing buffalo plaid, which was like my my <laughs> signature color for like the longest time. I love buffalo plaid. So yeah, he needs to. Uh, he ne- he definitely owes a nice dinner to whoever took that photo because not that Chad's not a handsome fellow, but he was definitely looking like a million bucks in that picture. Yeah, yeah he, looked he looked amazing, like- and it, and that was a great listen to i already listened to it and uh yeah you're, you're in for a treat with uh, the the latest sessions episode yeah you get to learn you know, a lot about chad if you haven't if you don't know about him already you're definitely going to learn about him now um obviously um it's you know yesterday was aew or last night was aew dynamite so turnbuckle tavern you already know back with the most in-depth segment, uh, by segment. segment, by segment of that whole move show last move. night it was a definitely an epic show um they they didn't disappoint. Uh, we'll probably talk about that a little bit later, but yeah, definitely listen to that if you want to get the uh, the juicy details of everything that was AEW last night. Um, also tonight they actually dropped their uh, fig night, which they usually do. Um, this is the uh, the evolution of wrestling figures part two. So continuing nice. from last week, uh, they went live with that earlier tonight, but it's up on YouTube if you want to go check that out. If you guys um, want to see something funny, I popped in for about five minutes of it, and you guys know how much we love Tom Montalto. They were doing a uh, like a joint unboxing of the Ultimate Edition Sergeant Slaughter. Theirs made it in today. I think ours is going to get here either tomorrow or Saturday. Um, but, you know, he's supposed to have a white weight belt with it, and uh, Tom Montalto's didn't come with the belt, man. <laughs> so, oh, Tom, no. you're listening, dude. Not to be laughing at your misfortune, but I literally was giggling out loud at your face because, like, he was kind of thinking, he was like, is something missing here? You know, I thought it was supposed to come with a belt. And then uh, Bellcaster was like, yeah, here, mine comes with a belt right here. And Tom's like, oh, my God, mine doesn't come with a belt. What the heck? I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't able to procure one, so I'm, ha- I'm happy that he was missing his belt. No offense, <laughs> Tom, but... It's funny because I, I it's funny that you said that because he did a little bit of a, a live unboxing on Instagram today because he got two and he was hoping that one was the chase and he was like so excited and I was excited for him and then he opened it and they were both just the general release and I was like oh he was like oh no chase it's <laughs> just like so disappointing but yeah so now now it's even worse so sorry Tom the OG the OG big kid for those who don't know the staple of the term I've been debate. excited I've been looking I haven't seen any of the black cards pop up yet on eBay but no. I'm very interested to see what they're going for because. Uh, I'm actually more excited for that heel Sergeant Slaughter that's coming out instead of the Ultimate Edition. So if I get a black mm-hmm. card, he may may find his way to uh, eBay. We'll see what's up. <laughs> and then uh, also some exciting news. The Pod Foundation is going to be sponsoring its first wrestling show. We're teaming up with Boyle Heights um, Wrestling out in California. They're basically like a 
same way Pod Foundation is a network of podcasts. They're a network of uh, really good independent wrestling promotions in California. And December 9th, we are going to be uh, sponsoring our first show. So if we got any Foley fam listeners in Cali, I know we kind of, or actually across all the Pod Foundation, any any Pod Foundation fans um, out in Cali, let us know because we are going to get a couple complimentary tickets so we can find a way to get those into your hands. Um, but yeah, this was a cool opportunity. They reached out to us and it worked out because... I really think across the pod foundation, our following kind of skews like East coast and like the Southeast. And then I wouldn't say it peters out, but it's a little bit more scattered once you get kind of uh, West of the Mason Dixon. So uh, definitely wanted to branch out there and it's going to be crazy. Like we're going to see our podcast logos um, on the banners and flyers and everything in downtown LA for a uh, pretty big wrestling show. So check out, um, I think old fashioned wrestling is actually the one that's putting on the, uh, the particular show that we're going to be sponsoring. They've had some pretty cool people like Peter Avalon and some others on their show. So more details to follow on that. But yeah, if you're out in Cali and you want to support us, um, you could, you could get tickets to, uh, to their show. We'll, we'll definitely get the links up and everything once tickets are available. Uh, Sheena, you got it. You owe the listeners a little mea culpa. Explain why we're running back the Carmella giveaway for the second straight week. Okay. So yes, this is my fault. I dropped the ball this week on all fronts. I was also supposed to make a, a promotion that we posted our, uh, you know, our podcast on YouTube this week. Totally forgot to do that. Um, there will also and be I, a link in the show notes for that as well. <laughs> there will be a link in the show notes for that. And I forgot to take a picture and post it on the the feed. Like we announced our giveaway last week. Uh, if you listen to the podcast um, and sent us a screenshot that uh, we were going to, you know, give away uh, to close out the summer, we were going to give away, give away Carmela. And I we're didn't post the summer it. going one more week. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah, we're exactly. not going anywhere. <laughs> fall is here but not at the chick foley show uh and so we're gonna run it one more week uh you have your opportunity so if you didn't get it in this week make sure if you if you entered last week you're still entered so no worries but by by and you can get double entries if you send another pick for this week's episode yeah so you get double entries if you if you send another one but uh for those of you who were uh you know missed out you have another opportunity to get that carmella fig so send us a screenshot to myself on instagram or marco on twitter of uh you listening to this week's show and yeah you'll be entered to win and if you're in our Patreon group, uh, you already have automatic entries just for being our, our Foley fan, but you guys always listen to the show anyway. So, yep. And a uh, reminder use code Chick Foley at Ringside Collectibles to save 10% on all your orders. A lot of new pre orders went up this week for um, AEW stuff. The buddies are up for pre order now. So, so get in, use that code to help support us and save some money on your figures. You guys ready to get into Extreme Rules? Let's go. Are you sure you guys are ready to get Extreme? This is about as extreme as it. This is extreme as I feel going into this pay per view. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get to it. It's meh extreme rules. So we'll we'll jump right (laughs) into the matches. Can we name that the name of the episode? Can we be meh Meh extreme extreme rules? rules? Yeah, meh. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, extreme maybe. I don't know. We'll do it with something. All right, so uh, we'll we'll kind of just dive into the matches, and we kind of weave some discussion in and out of them. We'll start with. The rare non-title women's match on a pay-per-view. This is going to be mm-hmm. Carmella, like we just mentioned. Her figures uh, is being given away on next week's episode. Going up against Liv Morgan. Sheena, what's kind of your uh, thoughts and predictions on this match? I'm going to say Liv Morgan. I think, you know, I, I, she's over. Um, and I just really want to see her get the push that she deserves and kind of get in there and, like, tangle with the the top women in the company. We know Carmella's capable, too. I mean, you know, she's she's been at the, at the top. She had a lengthy um, title reign. Yeah, she had a lengthy title reign. I think uh, Liv Morgan definitely deserves it. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that she comes out on top of this match. Marco? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, I think uh, I think, I think think she's definitely due for some type of, you know, ma- like main event push. 
at some point. She, like you said, she's definitely she definitely is over. Um, she's been over. It just kind of mm-hmm. she kind of suffered last year, obviously, because it was you know no fans in attendance. You know, to, to so she can get that type of reaction where they can yeah. you know gauge um, her popularity. So yeah, you can definitely see now that there is a live crowd, and when she does come out, the crowd is definitely behind her. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely picking her to to win this one. Yeah, pe- people love Liv, man. There seems to be a real groundswell of support. She's definitely improved a ton over the last few <laughs> years. She's the last woman standing from the Riot Squad. And I think that WWE 24 um, that they did on her, uh, you know, I think that really got a lot more people behind her. You know, you can hear the last couple of pay-per-views and stuff, uh, like Money in the Bank. She was over like Rover. People were cheering for her. So I think yeah. we may be in for a, uh, a slow build with her. You know what I mean? Maybe we keep seeing the momentum just slowly go up and she ends up being one of the favorites to win the Rumble. I think the pop's going to be huge uh, when she does win the belt. But yeah, I, I'm That'd behind cool. Liv as well. We're saying all this, man. At the same time, I wouldn't be shocked if we wake up two weeks from now and there's another round of WWE releases, and it's like, oh, yeah, Liv Morgan's no, gone, Seth. You know? I hope I'm Come wrong, on. but I'm just—that's just kind of the state of WWE nowadays. You never know. There's people it's who true. seem like they're. I mean, think about Bronson Reed. We all thought he was about to go up to the main roster and kick some ass, yeah. and then he was gone. So, uh, but I'm I'm rooting for Liv. She seems like a really cool person, and uh, it's been fun seeing her improvement over the last five years from from NXT to uh, to, to the main roster. Totally. Let's get into the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. So we saw this match a couple of weeks back, but the uh, the Tribal Chief ended up coming in and taking over and ruining things. This is the Usos defending the belts against the Street Profits. Um, I'll kick this one off. To me, I feel like the Usos, they're just they're such an integral part to what Roman's doing right now. I really don't see them losing the belts, man. I, I see the bloodline holding all the gold for, for a while. I love Street Profits. We're all on record. as we, We're holding a lot of Montez Ford stock um, for the future. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Usos, are they're going to find a way to retain. I think they're going to retain clean this time. Yeah, Marco? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, like you said, they're definitely an integral part. Um, and obviously on Monday Night Raw, you know, you know, the bloodline was felt on Monday Night Raw. You know, they, they made their presence known. Um so you know they they made that crossover to the to the other show to the yep. B show of the uh, of the <laughs> WWE universe. I would say uh, the C show. The C show. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put Nickelodeon NXT above uh, Raw at this point, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that I, I probably would too. But uh, yeah, no, definitely that. I think they're holding on. Definitely there. You know they have something planned for um, Survivor Series. Um, I definitely see the Usos um, walking into Survivor Series with those with those tag titles. Who has the other ones? I don't know. I'm assuming it's going to be New Day, but... That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm thinking that's a hell of a Survivor Series main event, man. How Six man cool tag. would that be? You can mm-hmm. even make it like elimination rules, but just do do three-on-three elimination rules and do the New Day versus uh, the Bloodline. That'd be pretty badass. Yeah. yeah, I was listening to a podcast earlier, and they, they made the uh, the connection that maybe, just maybe, the Hurt Business will reassemble because, you know, we got Bobby Lashley kind of in the mix right now, and maybe the, we'll do like a War Games style, you know, with like <laughs> the Usos. The uh, or the bloodline, the new day, and then the hurt business. Like, how insane would that be? Like, I, wow. I hadn't even really thought about that because the hurt business isn't really a thing right now. But I was like, dude, they could all like come back together and be like, you know what, Bobby? Like, you kind of sucked without us, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we got your back, dude. And that would be one hell of a uh, of a match. Yeah, that'd be cool. And their their breakup was so just kind of came out of nowhere that. They could they could get back together and just like a yeah, little there backstage wasn't any scene, like that. you know what I mean? You could mm-hmm. literally have Shelton and Cedric show up and be like, "Bro, you need us," and then bam, her business is back together. I, I think I think we would all be ready to quickly forgive WWE for booking their breakup and just accept it if they came back uh, like nothing yeah. ever yeah. happened. 
Let's get into the triple threat match. We got uh, Damian Priest defending against Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. Uh, Sheena, who do you see leaving with the belt Sunday night? I think we got a Damian Priest retention. I think he's gonna he's gonna leave with it. Um, you know, as much as like you know, Sheamus has been doing doing great recently, and Jeff Hardy. You know, you can you never really count Jeff Hardy out. Uh, but uh, I think they've really you know he just he just won it not too long ago. I don't think it's time to take it off of him. And they've invested so much in him over the last like you know year basically uh, that uh, I think it's time to just you know let let him let this play out. So I'm, I think Damian Priest is gonna retain. Marco, are you feeling the same way? Yeah, um, mainly because he definitely has that crossover appeal. I just, I think I just seen that he's at some. Uh, I think he's at the uh, the like one of the uh, Billboard Awards or like the Latin Billboard Awards or something like oh, yeah. that, doing the red carpet stuff. So, yeah, he, yeah, I don't, I don't see him losing that title anytime soon. You could, and the, you could tell he's definitely getting response from the uh, from the fans. You know, they're cheering for him and stuff like that. Um, he does have the mic skills. I know we were kind of. I, I mean, I wasn't really that hard on him when he was in NXT. I think it was other people <laughs> on on the show. I don't that know who that was. I, Bar- <laughs> I, I called him Baron Corbin 2.0 until that mm-hmm. Halloween Havoc match with uh, Johnny Gargano, and after that, when yeah. I said, you know what, this dude's pretty badass. I, 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 I was. I admitted I was missing the point on him. Yeah. See, I was. I always got like a like a Roman Reigns type of vibe from him. With like, like I wouldn't go just that the way, far. Roman no, Reigns. Like, you guys are thinking of Roman Reigns now. Talk about Roman Reigns before, um, but like he has that, like he has the presence of like that, like he has the you know the the voice that's like he has like very deep voice. He can like pull you in while while he's speaking yeah. and stuff like that. So and he he just has that look that you know WWE goes for Definitely. tall, slender. Yeah, like I, just never, like, wet hair. I just felt like his uh, yeah, very wet hair. I felt like very his uh, yep. his jeans were always the problem for me. His selection his selection of <laughs> denim was like the most repugnant. Like, him and Michael Jordan probably have the two worst tastes in uh, <laughs> in denim in the game, dude. Like so, uh, so rocking that two thousand five true religion look. One hundred percent, yeah. And it was like they were like too baggy, but like not quite like Jinko baggy. You know, like yeah, it the, was like they were the in no, yeah, they were yeah. in no man's land. You know. <laughs> I'm rooting for her. Uh, I'm rooting for yeah. Speaking of baggy pants, I'm rooting for Jeff Hardy to uh, to win this one, man. I I really believe in my heart that if they juice this guy up, dude, they Jeff Hardy could have a hell of another main event run. Just like do something. I think they could even do something similar to like Ric Flair's last run in 2008, where you know come up with an angle where he's got to retire if he loses, and let's see Jeff Hardy go on a win streak where he keeps getting more and more desperate wins and. It could end up with him facing either Big E. I mean, I think Big E would be good to, you know, put Jeff Hardy down for the last time or Roman, either one. But I I believe in my heart, this dude's been over for over 20 years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's always stayed over with the fans. One of the best baby faces in the history of wrestling. Um, and I just think there's some money to be made for, to give one last one last little shooting star run for, for Jeff yeah. Hardy in the main event. Uh, what, what do you think, Marco? Am, am I, uh, am I you know, using some of Jeff Hardy's favorite substances by thinking this man? Or, <laughs> or uh, are, are you down to see Jeff Hardy in the main event one more time? Marco no, I, I actually... Bring back he, the deadlies. <laughs> well, here's what I was going to say. I mean, I mean, I'm all for the Hardys. I mean, they would have been in that in that top three on our, <laughs> uh, our top 25 tag team thing, so... I'm all, I'm all for a uh, definitely a Jeff Hardy one last run. Uh, just give like you said the proper send off. Um, and you like you said he's been it, over for forever. Like every time he comes out, a huge pop. Like it's I mean he's not probably obviously he's not as like 
good as he was back then. He was a lot younger. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of wear and tear. He's, but he's lost a step for sure. Yeah, he's not as fast and, you know. But I so, think we but, can all forgive that. I think, I mean, we just saw we just saw freaking Sting wrestle on a on a big oh, match man. on, on Dynamite. Looks fine, man. I mean, he, he, he did. Great. I mean, yeah. can we? Or, I mean, he's not the sting of old, but we all sure. were just like, "Oh yeah, this is awesome." You know what I mean? He's lost a step, but we all kind of like accept it and ex- suspend our disbelief that like yeah. this year old man can still go with FTR and Darby. You know? Yep. As long as you do the hits, just pull the hits out. They don't want to see any, yeah. anything new. No new music. Yep. Just come out. Just play the play the hits. Here's everyone, the twist everyone of goes fate, happy. The swanton yeah. poetry in motion, and just sell yep. your ass off when you're getting beat up. You know, Dude, yeah, exactly. wrestling. There's do. nothing wrestling fans love more than nostalgia. I mean, I think wrestling yep. fans more than any other like like fans across the world like are, are more attached to nostalgia like you don't have nostalgia for your favorite football team from like 30 years ago you know what i mean like you're not like oh man back when so and so was quarterback like those were the good old days like you know i mean maybe some people do a little bit but like it's not the same as wrestling you know because there's so much storytelling and history yeah give us the nostalgia we will be there for it we will cheer we will boo whatever you need us to do yep hell yeah all right, I'm glad you guys are on board. Then maybe if uh, you know, we know we got some some mole at WWE that's listening to this show. So if you're hearing it, yeah, give us Jeff Hardy, give us one more run. He he doesn't need to be in the 24 seven picture. He doesn't need to be, yeah, you know, jobbing out to carry on cross in 90 seconds on Raw. Give us Jeff Hardy in the main event one more time. All right, so you know, speaking of being kind of Halloween season, we got the uh, the spooky match of the night, the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Man, I'm just noticing this typo I got I know, in the I uh, format. I got Alexa versus Bliss. I was very tired. I, I did this format right after watching Dynamite last night, so I was kind of wrestling out. So, uh, but no, it's going to be Charlotte defending against Alexa. Uh, I don't even really care about this match. Charlotte's held, both of these women have well, have held the title so many times that mm-hmm. I don't think another Charlotte title loss or an Alexa Bliss title win really moves the needle. I want to get to the heart of the matter. Which is the better doll, Lily or Charlie? Sheena, I'll, I'll let you go first. Mm, it's got to be Lily. Lily's the OG, and she's way spookier, in my opinion, than Charlie. So I think uh, I, I got to go with Lily. Like, if, if I saw Lily sitting on my couch, like if I walked into a dark room and she was kind of like sitting there, I would be terrified. So that's what that's what I'm judging this off of. And as far as we know, Charlie doesn't even have any magic powers. So Lily, Lily's, <laughs> got, Lily's got all the magic. It's crazy how most of Lily's magic powers went away after uh, they moved out of the Thunderdome, though. It's kind of crazy how that worked out. Yeah. 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 Marco, you picking up uh, some Lily or Charlie dolls for the, uh, the, the, twins? the Bella Twins this, uh, this um, Christmas? I mean, I'd, I'd probably have to get either one of each or two of the same because, you know, Just get definitely the, do yourself over. a favor, get two of the yeah, same. You get yeah. the same. Always get the yeah. same. Yeah, because they're gonna want the other one, and but the yeah. um, the Charlie doll does have a magic power because she automatically has a women's title. So that's true. I mean, she's the first that's ever true. doll with a WWE championship. So that is true. Yeah, I'm about to pick Charlie on that one. Then. <laughs> All right, we will get into the first of I think two candidates for for match of the night, uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship. We got the man versus the EST. <laughs> Becky Lynch versus Bianca. Before we get into predictions, I want to know, Marco, do you think Becky is – she's been trying her damnedest to get heel heat. She's been doing everything she can, but I, I feel like the pop is still there and people are still excited to see her every week. Is Becky going to get booed on Sunday night? Um, I don't think so. I think she's going to get so cheered. I, mean, I think it might be a little bit of uh, – it might be a little bit of mix. Um, you, know, I, you, you know the WWE fans, I mean us included, we're fair weather. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they might get sick of her at some point and you know start booing her but i don't think that's going to happen anytime soon um and i've noticed that on the, the few of the smack the, the past smackdowns she's she's trying she's trying to you know get doing the, her best she's been a hell of a heel but yeah. people just love her i think it, it really reminds me a lot of uh 2001 when austin turned heel you know they were trying their damnedest yeah. but dude the people just love them people love becky man she was she was like our our um you know champion you know we really kind of WWE yeah. seemed like they were determined to keep her in the mid card and strictly on fan support. She got pushed all the way to the main event of uh, yeah. WrestleMania. And I think people like Bianca. It's and no strike against Bianca, yeah. but she's just going up against a buzzsaw trying to get the fans to embrace her over Becky. I mean, even in her hometown of uh, of Knoxville, it's the fans didn't seem like they were that pissed off when Becky came out and laid her out. You know? uh, what do you think, Sheen? Is Becky going to get booed on Sunday night? Like Marco said, I think it'll be a mixed bag. I think people still really love Bianca. Um, I I think I don't I don't think she's going to get like all out like Roman booze or anything like that. I think it's going to be mixed. I think there's going to be people cheering for. Um, I think there's going to be a big pop for Bianca too. I mean, people still love Bianca and people still want to see her on top. But um, I'm here for this. I know you know the way it happened and went down. You know, wasn't everybody's favorite. But I think with Becky being such um, you know a sniveling heel and just obnoxious as she is. I think it really adds to the, you know, the storyline, like Bianca chasing her. You know what I mean? I think it's going to make it a much more interesting storyline with Bianca kind of like trying to get the title back and whatnot with uh, with Becky being so obnoxious. So um, I think it's I mean, the match is going to be undeniably incredible. I mean, clearly we haven't seen Becky really, um, you know, in the ring since she left. Um, so we don't know what kind of shape she's in, but I can't, I mean, she looks amazing. So I can't, I can't imagine that she's going to get in there and fight without being a hundred percent. So, uh, so I got, I got a theory. I think we still might not see this match. So, you know, all the rumors from Uncle Dave saying she's not going to be ready till October. I think if they really want to get Becky booed, do something similar to SummerSlam again. Like obviously she's not going to beat Bianca in 30 seconds. But maybe she gets DQ'd like 20 seconds into the match. You know what I mean? Maybe the bell rings and she runs out and grabs the belt and just smacks her or just leaves and gets counted out. And we put this match off for another month. You know, I think the fans yeah. really pissed at Becky then. And maybe that'll boo her. Or maybe that'll finally get her booed. Cause and it would be me, a bigger pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Like, it would be a bigger pay-per-view at Survivor yeah. Series. Put it, it off to a bigger it. pay-per-view. And to me, um, obviously this next match that we're going to talk about is unquestionably the uh, – the main event for for this show but i think becky lynch and bianca belair is a main event anywhere in the world you know so mm-hmm. you could put this yeah. off and I, I think i think if people know like no shit like we're gonna get a full-fledged match between these two i think that will get people to tune in strictly on that match alone so yeah uh yeah let, let me go I'll, I'll go ahead and stake my claim i don't think we're gonna get the full-fledged uh becky and bianca belair i think we're gonna get something else where it lasts a couple minutes mm-hmm. and, and they make us wait one more time until people are just you know foaming at the mouth to see these two I can see that. I can see that. The only thing that scares me about that is um, WWE is notorious for like either overbooking. Remember the the um, Ronda and Charlotte thing when they like they kept they put it off and like overbooked it all the way to Mania to the point where the the like emotional pitch is already like lowered by the time the match shows up. Yeah, hundred percent. So that's the only thing I'm worried. I mean, if they do it next month, we know it's only like four weeks, but a lot can happen in four weeks where you're just like. Mm, you know, but uh, I can totally see that happening. So, yeah. All right. Let's get in to the main event of the night. So I never saw this like officially announced anywhere, but Wikipedia is usually pretty accurate on the wrestling cards. They're advertising this as an extreme rules match. 
or the Universal Championship. It's going to be Roman. I mean, it almost has to be, right? None of the other ones are extreme rules. So. Yeah, this is the only match even with a stipulation on it. Aside, if you want to call it triple threat a stipulation, that's kind of mm-hmm. one. But as of now, this is the only match with a stipulation on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Extreme Rules, the Universal Championship, Thunderdome Rome, Roman Reigns going up against the Demon. Finn Balor. It's the first time we've seen the Demon in action in over two years. The Demon has only one loss in his history in the WWE, and that was against Samoa Joe at uh, NXT TakeOver The End back in well, it was either May or June 2016. Um, but yeah, first half of 2016. They're bringing him back, man, to fight Roman, so I don't know. I could see this one going either way. There's at least uh, this is probably the first time where I've really felt like there's at least a chance we could see yeah. Roman drop the belt. I'm still skeptical, though, that we're going to get a clean finish um roman versus finn marco i'll let you go first man how do you see this one playing out oh man we talked about this last week too like what the all the scenarios that could happen like mm-hmm. you have you have brock out there roaming around no pun intended uh <laughs> on that one but uh i mean he, he's definitely a you know he's definitely a huge factor in this match and he can go either way he can i think we spoke about this last week he can either cost roman the title or he can cost uh finn balor the opportunity uh, in winning the title. Um, yeah, for some reason, I feel like Finn Balor is going to be like that third man in this in this title race. I don't think after this match, win or lose, uh, well, if he does lose, he's not going to like go right. He's not going to go away. Yeah. He's going to be around. He's going to stick around. He's got history with Brock. Him and Brock had a hell of a match at, uh, yeah. I think it was Royal Rumble 2019. Yeah, and I think uh, – you know, I think that could didn't set up some matches. Did too, or like Beast in the East or something? With yeah. The, no, no, no. Yeah. They didn't fight then. That was Brock fought Kofi Kingston at that show. Oh, Finn Balor right. won the NXT Championship That's at right. that show. You're That's right. right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think you might even see Finn Balor face Brock Lesnar at some point. That would be cool. This year. But uh, yeah, I, 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 it's hard to pick a clear winner. But if I have to go with one, it's... It's it's the rain, rain. Yeah, rain, if, man. Yeah, if, I, if I'm putting my booking hat on, <laughs> Brock comes out and just absolutely destroys. I think he destroys both of them, and then he just lays like you know lays Roman on top of uh, Finn, so mm-hmm. Roman wins because that way, you know, break taking taking kayfabe out of the picture. That way, you're still protecting the demon gimmick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you could because it, it you could say you know it took he took everything Roman had, and then he still took Brock to come out to actually. Uh, getting pinned and obviously right. Brock's got a clear motivation. He's already yeah. had a date with Roman at crown jewel and he wants to make sure that uh, he's fighting for that belt. There's, a, there's also one more person that, that I totally forgot about that uh, laid waste to Roman reigns on Monday night. And his name is the almighty yeah. Bobby Lashley. And there was a, there was some like some things I was seeing is, you know, he, he might want to shot the universal title at some point. So it, it, you have the, the, the WWE draft coming up where they can, you know, he might yeah. he might show up on SmackDown. He might he might have to yeah. uh, face the Almighty Bobby Lashley at some point. So, and he, I don't think he has nothing anything to do that night. So he's another factor that could <laughs> yeah. right. you know yeah, enter definitely. that match and you know. Yeah, so I, I, I think it's I'm, definitely going to be I'm some curious. sort of fuck finish on Sunday night. I think we're going to yeah. see multiple people involved, and mm-hmm. it's not going to be clean. Whoever it's wins, definitely but. Not, it's definitely not going to be clean because I mean. Ultimately, I think I think betting against Roman Reigns is a stupid move. I think if, yeah. you know, if you're putting your money down on the table, like to put it against Roman at this point is just kind of silly. Yeah. Um, however, you know it does it does give you a little bit of you know cause for pause that this is the fir- this is the demon that he's facing, not just Finn Balor. It's the demon. It's the person. Yeah, and even demon. aside from the demon, Finn's been killing it the last yeah. ever since he went back to NXT. Finn, I mean, Finn would be a worthy person. I don't think anybody would be 
upset if somehow Finn walks away with the belt on Sunday right. night. But just timing wise, with you know, we got Crown Jewel coming up, the drafts coming up, it just doesn't feel like the right time. And Roman's reign, again, pardon the pun, has been so epic. It feels like it's got to end at a WrestleMania. You know what I mean? I, I think. Yeah. I don't exactly. see him. Not an extreme rule. Yeah. For it's sure. got to be like a WrestleMania or SummerSlam where we see him actually losing the belt, man. Yeah. Um, they could always, you know, another, not to get too deep in the fantasy booking because we could go all night on this. They could also, they could always have the demon beat him and then do the rematch two weeks later on SmackDown where it's regular Finn and Roman gets the belt back, you know? So yeah. his, his rank could, you know, you have a little pause, but it'd still be like Roman's the man on SmackDown. Um, yeah. 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 They also been, yeah. They also mentioned that Crown Jewel, when, when, when lose a draw, it's, it's Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah. That match is um, happening no matter so what. So. But- yeah. But it could be it could be a scenario. Um, I heard somebody talking earlier, and I thought it, I hadn't really thought about this either. If Roman loses, then Brock's going to be like, "Well, I don't like I'm a prize fighter. Like, why would I fight you? Why don't I fight Finn at Crown Jewel? Like, you know, right. you're not even worthy yeah. of me fighting you." And yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's so smart, yeah." Because why would he just fight him in a non-title match? I know they have a history and whatnot, but like Brock is coming back to like get some gold. You know, like, he's not yeah. just come. Even in a Hell in a Cell, we saw that in 2018 when Brock came out and just destroyed Roman and Braun and they, the ref just kind of said, fuck it and rang the bell and said it was no contest. So <laughs> would you, would you confront extreme, Brock? I don't think well, I would. I'm saying I'd just because like- it's an extreme rules match doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean we have to get a finish, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like there's definitely gonna be some sort of shenanigans. I just, I hope they book it in a way that we walk away from the show and be like, all right, that was cool. Instead of just being let down. Um, yeah. yeah. Obviously with I the mean- recent history, we know it's a coin flip. Yeah, and it's extreme rules. So I mean, even if, you know, you know, Roman Reigns is going to pull out all the freaking you know rabbits in his hat. Oh yeah, to, we're going to make sure that he yeah that he wins that. So I mean, and you know, there's no DQ, so there's no telling what he's going to put Finn through that night. Yeah, it's going to be a hell of a match. Um, let's talk about extreme rules as a concept. So this is a six match a six match show. Easy for me to say. Uh, there's a triple threat match and then an extreme rules match that kind of feels like. It's just, you know, a little the, the token extreme rules match. Uh, Marco, what's your thoughts on extreme rules as a concept, man? Is this something that we should kind of put out the past year or uh, or do you think they should uh, keep extreme rules going as a yearly show for WWE? Um, I mean, the, I think the correct answer is to put it out to past year. Yeah, um, I don't think there's any need for it right now, especially with like, you know, it's extreme rules. So, you know, in this these past few months, um you talk about extreme and you think of extreme. I'm thinking, I'm thinking GCW. I'm thinking Nick Gage. Yeah. yeah. And if I'm, and if I'm watching a pay-per-view that says doing it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know? if I'm, yeah. If I'm watching something that's titled extreme rules, I'm expecting to see a pizza Blood. cutter. Yeah. Some, uh, light tubes. some like light tubes, a yeah. detox, something. Some some wire. Yeah. Just yeah. massive amounts of blood. And you know, that's it. I think it's, since they're not really doing anything extreme anymore, they, should definitely get rid of it. And it's, not even yeah. just that. Again, it kind of like the hell in, a, hell in a cell concept that we talked about. It really kind of pigeonholes you because now they have to have, like, even if there's no feuds that are at that point where it's like, okay, we're going to go no DQs. Like, this is extreme rules. Like, you know, best man wins, uh, you know, or most hardcore man wins. It, it just feels like you have to put a match in there that's not really worthy of that. And it, we, we see that now. Like, we're like, well, where, where's the extreme in this yeah, whole card? Yeah, you know? we'll make the main event extreme rules. Yeah. Exactly, I, uh, yeah. And so I, I, I feel like it's not a good – I don't like the the concept as a whole T- TLC is in the same vein. Pretty much yeah, the gimmick match-centered mm-hmm. pay-per-views. Yeah, they just – 
they just don't really work because, yeah, you end up having, like Sheena said, you end up forcing it with certain matches that maybe haven't earned the right. Now, if they want to do this as a concept, I think they could always bring back the old uh, WCW style, like spin the wheel, make the deal. Like, let's make every match a gimmick match. You know what I mean? Give us a wheel right. or some other sort of mechanism where you get a dozen different gimmick matches. And whether you do it as a kayfabe or shoot, um, just kind of randomize so that and, and let that be the concept for the show. Mm-hmm. But this is just like. I don't really get it. You know what I mean? It's extreme rules, but there's only one match that's extreme rules. Like, but why not have every single match be extreme rules on this one night? That would even make exactly. sense. To me, yeah. this doesn't make sense in kayfabe or a shoot. So I don't know why exactly. they're doing it. Um, and I'm with y'all. that You could really probably extend that to, again, TLC and Hell in a Cell um, yeah. all the way across. Uh, let me ask you this, Marco. So, you know, WCW had a lot of cool pay-per-view, like set designs, logos and stuff that weren't really... Um, weren't really they were basically just a theme for the show for the look of it they didn't really have anything to do with the actual matches uh what's the wcw show you bring back to replace extreme rules um probably world war three nice and would you bring back the triple ring triple ring hell yeah just have every just just cross cross brand yeah just be in the good nxt throw them in there any of the nxt guys um not any of them maybe just like the best nxt (laughs) guys the best of Raw, best of SmackDown, and just have just real brand supremacy. Just see who's the, who the best, the best of the best is. Yeah, that I would definitely want to see that. Or it's not really a show, but remember the triple cage that they had. Yeah, that um, uh, uncensored the uh, the Doomsday yeah. Cage match. Yeah, they should bring that back, <laughs> not as a pay per view, but just an actual match. Would be, I don't even, so, be here, awesome. Here's my. Th- I think we should just do since you know it's the beginning of fall. Why not just bring back Fall Brawl? You know, and then it could just yeah. be all, all yeah. encompassing. It's not really like yeah. a, it doesn't have any like real gimmick to it. You could make your own gimmicks, just make it a fall and, look. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. know what? Myself, I was doing the set design. I have a bunch of girls in Uggs wearing like pump, with pumpkin spice. You know, like holding <laughs> holding pumpkin spice coffee. Your face. Pump- Pumpkins and like Jack- autumn, jackets. autumn leaves all around. Yeah, like sherpa jackets. Yeah. yeah, it'd be uh it'd be the ultimate fall brawl. Yeah, fall brawl would be nice. Uh, in my, uh, my, you know, I've talked about it on the show before. I had a super elaborate fig uh, fed back in the day, and the September pay per view in my fig fed was the back to school bash. <laughs> <laughs> I got on Microsoft Word and had like some clip art of a school bus and stuff. So yeah, you got that. You know, it's uh, it's multiple options you got, but. I'm a, I'm a big fan of just give me a theme with just a logo and some unique sets and uh, and let that be the show. You don't always got to have basic. Exactly. Around a, a yeah, we know match. we know NXT has a, a Halloween Havoc now, but that should have definitely been. You know, we got Hell in a Cell in October now, but we should we, that should be WWE. Halloween theme, Havoc NXT should be a pay per view. Yeah, you yes. need a full fledged pay per view. Yeah, I don't. It's it's a shame that I, I hope they bring it back. I haven't heard anything, so I don't know if NXT is going to run it back this year or not. I really hope yeah. they do though, because they did a great job with it last year. It was a lot of fun last year. Let's hear from Turnbuckle Tavern. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things Indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern. Available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. I'm bummed, man. The the two bad chads say they got a new ad on the way. I love that ad so much, though. It just gets your head rocking every time, man. That's right. No, we're Uh, keeping that one. Let's get into the Royal Rumble segment. So, uh, again, for first-time listeners, I'm going to tee 
uh, Marco and Sheena up with a thirty uh, with a topic, and they have thirty seconds to go in on it and describe it. So Sheena is kicking it off this week. All right, Daniel Bryan did an interview earlier this week where he called fruit, and I quote, "tree sperm." React. So the the real quick for those of you who don't know the context of the the interview, they were talking about how he was vegan and you know his vegan hair, like being an athlete and stuff and getting teased and whatnot. Um, and somehow it became you know there was the argument that you know vegans are like you know against meat eaters, uh, vegans saying oh you kill plants, so plants are alive. Like if you're killing plants, is that not cruel? And he said, well, I'm not really killing the plant. You know, if I'm eating the fruit, the tree, the it, the fruit is the sperm. My biggest thing is like whatever but as a you know heterosexual married man the fact that he's like eating sperm that like that like you know thought to eat sperm i'm just kind of like eh, you know where did that thought come from um but yeah sorry i spent, I spent most of my time uh explaining but uh you guys know there's a whole market for that by the way there's a cookbook that's actually like eating with uh it's like real sperm <laughs> cooking oh it's, supposed to be, it's supposed to be like a superfood i think i'm like did a dude write that because like that's a real that's a real thing don't ask me how. Uh, don't ask me how I know about that cookbook, but there, there's definitely yeah. a cookbook out there for it. So maybe that's Daniel Bryan's thing, you know. All right. So again, that was Daniel Bryan. We were talking about on the last topic. <laughs> His good friend Brian Danielson is going to be the the uh, the uh, subject of the next one. Brian Danielson and uh, Kitty Omega went one on one in what I think was an instant classic on uh, on Dynamite. Uh, Marco, give us your thoughts on the 30 minute time limit draw from last night. Um, yeah, no, I definitely agree. Definitely a, a, a classic, a five-star classic, if you want to use that. Um, I've seen a lot of people, like, at the beginning of the match, doing, uh, this match is meh. It's like, you, you meh. the match just started. How? You, what are you doing? What, like, why would you react that fast? I know they took two minutes to, like, soak in the fans, which was awesome. Exactly. But um, that, that, that whole match was a story. Uh, I had a beginning, middle, and end. And yeah, I think it was a match of the year candidate, man. It was, it flew by, dude. Like the time limit draw yeah. snug up on me. Like when they said there was 45 seconds left, I was like, holy shit. Cause really from like the 10 minute mark on, they were just trading bombs, dude. Like that oh, yeah. trigger Kenny Omega hit from the top of the ramp. Like oh, incredible, man. And then, yeah, I, I was really impressed. You know, I kind of healed off on Daniel Bryan last week and, uh, I'm not going to say I'm ready to eat the crow yet, like our friends on Turnbuckle Tavern say, but I'm getting you there. You want to go to All Elite Farms or serving them nah, up? No, I'm not going to All Elite Farms yet, but I'm definitely, I've, I've been getting on uh, Pinterest and looking up recipes for crow because uh, <laughs> I feel like if, if that was a taste of what we're going to get of Daniel Bryan and AEW, then I really think we're in for a treat and we're going to get some great matches. Yeah. All right, let's move, over to to, let's move over to NXT. So uh Roderick Strong defeated Kushida on Tuesday night to become the new cruiserweight champion we've kind of been uh I think mixed bag at best on this faction since they debuted yeah. Machina. now that they got some gold give us your thoughts on the diamond mine so I think it'd be cool you know um they got they're they're over they have all the pieces locked in you know they got a stellar manager in uh Malcolm Bivens you know Roddy's the veteran leader the, the Cree brothers just look they look awesome you know they're like big ass kicker bodyguard intimidator type uh so they have the potential I think it'd be cool for them to be the tag champs uh you got Roddy as the uh, cruiserweight champ and now they got Ivy Niles so she could be the women's champ right mm-hmm. like they, you know she looks like a freaking million bucks and you got um, Hachi, Hachiman is that how you say his name Hachiman 
Um, maybe he could be like North American champ. You could have the whole faction draped in gold. Um, and I think that would be the first time that a whole faction's been draped in gold with a woman. You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't mm. that be wouldn't that be super yeah. cool? Like having the the woman with the women's title, and then um, you know the whole faction having gold too. So yeah, I think I think they're over. I'm here for it. You know, I kind of was making fun of them when they first came out, but I- I'm on board. All right. Uh, Marco, this one's specifically for you, man. You know, uh, you and Sheena, y'all are our two uh, reality TV slash trash TV aficionados. Roads to the Top is debuting next week. Um, I don't think we need to go into detail about how I feel about that one, but I want to hear <laughs> your what if you could book your perfect or uh, your most wanted wrestling reality show, what would it be? Oh, man. Wow. I never, I never put thought to this. Um, I would definitely. I would definitely like to see like a uh, like a new day type of reality show where you follow those guys around individually. If you listen to the podcast, there they're hilarious together. But just to see them in their own their own separate environments, um, you know, uh, Woods and Kofi being the family men of the uh, of the group, and then you know Biggie as as a bachelor. Definitely love to see that. See how that transpires marco you read my freaking mind i was hoping you were gonna say the new day uh because if not i was gonna have to ruin the rumble segment by uh giving my my want for new day but yeah that's spot on dude yeah i got one too i want to see that so on Hawaii and just a whole like Mm, branching show obviously the rock would be a big part of it but you got the rock nia Jax, the usos uh you know obviously roman um uh, you got freaking Rikishi, like the the whole clan, just everything that goes on with that family. I think that'd be uh really good with all the drama. And then you know you could have the super dramatic issues whenever, or the super dramatic episodes whenever one of the Usos gets another DUI. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I was actually thinking about a, like kind of like a mini one that they could do like on the on the on Peacock. They could do like a, uh, a Shinsuke Nakamura. Rick Boogs like uh, <laughs> one, just like a, maybe like a ten minute thing where they do it like a you can do it like a mockumentary. I think you could. Yeah. I think those would be good for like a like an office so style good. show. You know what I mean? Where like yeah, it's shot like a documentary, but it's all in kayfabe. Like Dude, I think yeah. that would be pretty freaking excellent. Dude, Rick right. Boogs, yeah. If you ever follow, follows uh, his social media. If oh, you he's the man, already, dude. Yeah, he's, he's I love Eric Boogie Yeah, <laughs> he's crazy. All right, so Sheena gets the last one for this week. She's the birthday girl. It's going to be her birthday in about an hour and 17 minutes from the moment we're kicking off this topic. Sheen, you're turning 36 tomorrow. I want you to fantasy book your perfect wrestling-inspired birthday cake. So I want the look, the flavors, color of icing, all that. All right? And okay. your time starts now. Okay, so the look, the aesthetic, I would want like three-tier cake, uh, you know, like a smaller, smaller, smaller up the top. And I want it like a three faces of Foley theme cake. So the bottom layer could be like buffalo plaid around the outside with like, like, you know, faux barbed wire wrapped around. And then you could have like the mankind layer that's got like all the, you know, the leather straps and everything would be really cool. And then on top, you could have the dude love, like the small layer with like the tie-dye and whatnot. Um, As far as flavors go, like I love um, just regular like white vanilla wedding cake flavor like that's one of my favorites carrot cake with like uh the cream cheese icing marco's giving me like a bad carrot cake face carrot cake is freaking good i don't like shut up it is so good um and then the bottom would have to be some sort of like chocolatey like cookies and cream style like cake flavor but yeah i think that would be super cool if i was just like building my own birthday cake yeah i'm loving the uh i'm loving the aesthetics of that man that sounds Mm -hmm. like it uh it would definitely look cool if mm-hmm. nothing else. Um, well, see, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like each face of Foley has its own type of like f- flavor cake. Like I see, I see like um, 
do love is like a red velvet type of cake for that, me. Ha- that, ha- like, that would have to be Cactus Jack for sure because it's like bloody. You, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, blood. Too. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's I would true. want the dude yeah. love to be like just vanilla flavor, like but rainbow. Still be tie dye inside. inside it. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah I made okay. Seth a rainbow birthday cake one time, like you know, rainbow chocolate cake. So yeah, I think it'd be cool if it was like all swirled in there, and then That'd yeah, your, cool, your man, your mankind could just be like your basic like chocolate and vanilla, just you know, for the for the colorway or whatever. You I know, like the Cactus oh, Jack one, you need to have like some sort of jelly mechanism in there. So when you cut into it, there's just like red oozing out on yeah. the, onto the uh, <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Agreed. Pretty awesome. So great idea. That, that would be a, uh, a pretty epic. Um, that would if anybody be wants pretty... to order that for me and have it shipped overnight tomorrow, if you can find a, a, a cake maker that would make that for you in the next 24 hours and, and have it shipped to, to Virginia, you know, much appreciated. <laughs> there you go. Marco, what's your favorite flavor of cake, man? Man, I'm not a, I'm not a huge sweets person. Um, you prefer pie, but yeah, I'm a I'm a pie guy. Yeah, <laughs> what's your favorite flavor of pie? <laughs> um, let's uh, let's this is we'll, we'll say that for the Patreon uh, episodes. But uh, no, um, you know, I'm a good chocolate cake. We'll probably say. Um, do you have to have ice cream? Do you like ice cream with your cake? I don't have to have it, but uh, if I do, yet yeah, uh, vanilla vanilla ice cream. If I'm eating just regular, regular, basic like birthday wedding cake or something like that, like I, I have to have ice cream with it. If it's an ice yeah. cream cake, clearly it's it doesn't need the this, the side item. But yeah, See, anybody I don't who's, like anybody on my cake. I like plain cake, man. Yeah, for years, for years, I've made Seth a uh, plain chocolate cake with no icing. What? Like Delicious, it's, dude, with a glass of milk, you, man. That's just icing, a cupcake. I'm not real big on the sweets, dude. It's it's too sweet with the icing, man. So I like just yeah, just plain chocolate cake. No, not me. I want it like you know, cream cheese icing sprinkles. Yeah, you gotta get little little like cr- chocolatey crunchies on the inside. You know, <laughs> that's that's my jam. Oh, man, I want yeah, it, like, cool. some fudge and stuff on there. Yeah, kick it up a notch. All right, it is Sheena's birthday tomorrow, so let's have a birthday drink. All right, Sheena, you're the birthday girl. You can kick it off. What are you drinking? So I am drinking um, this Flying Embers Hard Kombucha. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get my fall body right. You know what I mean? Like uh, <laughs> you go through ebbs and flows and, you know, you go through like uh, we just talk, spoke spoke about birthday cake and all, all the delicious things. But uh, I'm trying to rain, uh, reel it in a little bit. And I told Seth to pick these up for me, not knowing what they were. Because I was like, you know, they're zero sugar, zero carbs. Uh, they're like right up my alley. It's got like probiotics, antioxidants or organic got adaptogens uh you know non-gmo uh it, it's like all all the things that i freaking love dude not pasteurized <laughs> so uh yeah because that's what you need to worry about when you're putting alcohol in your body that's right oh well, if you're gonna drink alcohol you may as well be drinking the healthiest version of alcohol and i actually think these are a little True. bit lighter on uh on the alcohol um but this is a pineapple chili flying that's like seven percent i think is it I thought it, I thought when I was reading I thought about it was them like six point seven They have some that are lower alcohol. Look, it should be on the can. It doesn't say on the can, or I can't find it on the can. But uh, 
Yeah. Anyway, but it's uh, this is the pineapple. They have several flavors. This is the pineapple chili flavor uh, with a hint of ginger. And dude, it is so good. Like I was expecting since it's like zero sugar, zero carbs or any of that kind of stuff that it was going to be. Uh, oh, yeah. Six point eight percent alcohol. Yeah, yeah you're right. that's stout. That's basically <laughs> like a there's some yeah, double IPAs that aren't that strong. Okay, so six point six point eight percent alcohol. I think the watermelon flavor they had there was like the lower. I think that one was like four percent. That was the longest one. Those are some pretty stiff uh, yeah. drinks. Yeah, this is like it's it's really sweet without being like you know hurt your teeth kind of like fruity sweet. But yeah, dude, this is so mm. good. Like I I this might be my new favorite go to drink. Um, yeah. So if you're if you're in the market for something that's a little you know more locale, low carb, uh, flying embers, look it up. Uh, it's hard kombucha. So good stuff, dude. Highly recommend. Yeah, they got a bunch of cool flavors too. There's like six different flavors to pick from, so they all look pretty appealing. Uh, Marco, what are you sipping on? Uh, just a classic, the classic uh, Broken Skull. Nothing, Hell nothing yeah. special. I'm trying Seth to save picked- my. Uh, I've been searching for some uh, IPAs, like kind of like Halloween themed mm-hmm. IPAs. I already, I already picked up one. Um, it is like I forget the name. It has like uh, zomb like zombies yeah. um, on the front of it, and it's a triple IPA. So it's a it's like ten point something percent alcohol. So I'm about to break break that one out when uh when October hits. But yeah, oh, just yeah. Uh, just sipping on this now and then uh getting getting the mood for some Halloween bears, some some IPA Halloween bears anyway. Do you guys have uh Do you guys have Total Wine up there? Yes. Yep. Yeah, hit up Total Wine. I was I was at Total Wine this afternoon, and they uh, they had all the the fall beers out. They had yes, some cool that sent me like pictures. Yeah, of, like, all the some stuff. pictures. They had a they had one called Chil- Children of the Gourd instead of Children of the Corn, and it's uh, <laughs> some sort of pumpkin IPA. The can looked badass. Uh, huh. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, and speaking of Broken Skull IPA, we've been in a drought for the last few weeks, but I scored today and grabbed eight more Broken Skull IPAs. Nice. So you see those on the shelf? You just got to buy it out, man. That stuff's like oh, solid nice. gold. It's so good. Such a good beer. I started off the show by drinking uh, Surf Vesa. So that's a, uh, this is by O'Connor Brewing in Norfolk. So I don't know how far up and down the East Coast their distribution goes. It's local to us right here in uh, the Tidewater area of Virginia. But it is excellent. The way I would describe it, it's basically like a premium Corona. It's a Mexican style lager. So it's really good. Yeah, it is really, really good. Put a lime in it, drink it the same way you drink a Corona, but it just, you can just tell the difference between like uh you know a macro brew and a micro brew with this one man it's just it's really really good but still super refreshing it's not one of those craft beers where you really got to kind of work yourself into it and uh now i'm washing that down with an elysian uh contact haze ipa so this is a uh just a hazy ipa from uh, elysian you know they're they're known for their super strong beers they uh they had the space dust ipa which was one of the first triple IPAs to hit the market, you know, it was one of the first like eight plus percent, uh, ABV beers to kind of go mass market. So, um, this one's, this one's not quite that strong. I think it's like 6.5, but I love a hazy IPA. That's kind of become my favorite of all the, uh, the crappies really over the last year. I used to hate hazy IPAs. I know you used to make so much fun of hazy. You're like, Oh, it's just a gimmick. This is just a gimmick yeah, to get people to buy crazy, it. Like, it's, like, it's, like just, it's just, yeah. for, it's just them being lazy. They don't some, want to some of the really beer. good ones, like, like neon rainbows and stuff. Like they taste like straight up, uh, like orange juice when you're drinking it, man. Like, yeah, that's so, dangerous. Yeah. Big fan of the hazy IPAs. They are dangerous. Uh, you guys ready yes. to talk some figures? Let's go. Let's do it. So we need all of the listeners to help out me and Marco. Um, again, this is like we've been doing the Ric Flair drip, the chip hop version for 
about a month now as the intro to our new figure segment. Um, we're trying to talk Sheena into putting together a full fledged uh, parody rap song based around figures to uh, that beat. So slide in the DMs, slide in the comments, put some some positive peer pressure on her uh, to make that happen. All right. Um, with that being said, let's get serious for a minute. I think there's only one way that we could lead off this week's figure four. And here it goes. The classic Owen Hart theme. Uh, had to do it for the the folks that are watching on YouTube. You got to see some awesome dance moves because it just inspires so much joy uh, in all of us hearing Owen's music. You see me, Marco, and Sheena are all three uh, repping Owen Hart tonight with the shirts. Um, we love Owen. That's no secret. If you've been listening to this podcast at all, I feel like we mention Owen at least at least once every two or three weeks. We talk about Owen on oh, here. Yeah. Huge fan. Uh, me personally, my fanhood for Owen really grew. Um, kind of when I got back into wrestling in 2014, I always loved Owen before as a member of heart foundation, but going back the second time around as a much older wrestling fan and watching some of the stuff he was doing really made me realize how Hilarious, great he was dude. both as a, He's as so a character good. and a worker in the ring. Yeah. Owen's the man. Um, it was just tremendously joyful news that came through on Tuesday when, uh, it came out that, you know, Martha, and Owen Hart's family through the Owen Hart Foundation has struck a deal with All Elite Wrestling. And basically, you know, for all intents and purposes, I think it's safe to say Owen Hart is All Elite. So um, yep. there's going to be a tournament in his name that goes down every year. It sounds like we're going to probably get some more merch. Um, he's going to be in the AEW video game. And most importantly to us, Jazzwares is going to be able to make Owen Hart figures. So uh, yeah. Shane, kind of go through your <laughs> kind of instant reactions when you saw this news. So I was super stoked. Like I, as soon as I saw it, I screenshotted it and sent it. Seth was at work. I sent screenshotted it and sent it to Seth. And I was just like, I, at first I thought I was getting worked. Like I read it and then I like stopped for a minute and then I like read it again. And I was like, where did this come from? Like, are we sure? And then I for sure saw that it was like from Jeremy and like from you know AEW. And I was just like, my head exploded a little bit. Um, so I was like super, super, super excited. Um, just you know, this is something that we've wanted for so long and. I, I will say um, that I posted it on social media and the immediate reaction was like so super excited. Well, then all the trolls crawled out from the woodwork <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we got to go in WWE. He never wrestled in All Elite. All Elite wasn't even a thing whenever, you know, Owen was around, you know, blah, blah, blah. What's going to happen when Owen Hart uh, or when All Elite goes under? What's going to happen with Owen's legacy? You know, Martha Hart is this. Martha Hart is that. And yo, I went in. I spent like I spent more more than enough time, more time than I should have, like you know, talking to people in the comments and like replying back to people in the comments. Like, what the what the freak is your problem? You know what I mean? Like, well, are you freaking kidding me right now? Because of course, in an ideal world, none like in an ideal world, none of this would even be an issue. We wouldn't even be talking about this, right? But it, the way it all played out, yeah, ideally, we want him to be honored in WWE because that's where he built his the majority of his legacy, right? However, that's not going to happen. So we need to give it up. You need to give it up. And you need to be happy that Martha and the Owen Hart Foundation and everybody are going to partner with AEW. And it doesn't matter where he's honored and where his legacy lives as long as the place where he's being honored 
honors wrestling. You know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't matter that he didn't wrestle there. You know, um, it, I think it's such a good move and anybody who finds negativity in this, like, sure, you can be upset that like, you know, guess what? Like your hopes and dreams of it ever happening in WWE aren't going to happen. Like you can be a little bit upset by that, but to be negative and to say anything negative about Martha or Owen's family, like you're just, you're just, you're a shithead. You're a horrible human. <laughs> and you know, like, <laughs> so just like get off of it. And, uh, you know, if, if it's bringing you that much displeasure that this is happening, like you need to find a new hobby. You know what I mean? Like wrestling is clearly not for you anymore. So you need to like crawl back into whatever freaking cave you came out of, you little troll, go back under your bridge and like find a new hobby because I'm not here for anybody shitting on what's going on right now. Cause it's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Uh, just to piggyback off of that yet. I, 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 the first thing you should be doing as a, as a wrestling fan is, is celebrating this, this happening. Yeah. Like this is, this is this is like this is like monumental. Monumental. Like, That's the only word. That monumental. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter what company. It, it could have been GCW that struck a deal with with uh <laughs> with Owen Hart's family, and they they started on. It doesn't matter as long as this man is being honored. Because I feel like I think a lot of us feel like his like not not that we don't know who Owen is, but like he's not as celebrated as he should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And now we have this premier company, uh, this young company. This this exciting company that's gonna you know take his legacy and put it in the forefront, yeah. and now all the, the younger generation of uh, of wrestling fans are gonna be able to see who Owen Hart is, and like just to you know kind of paraphrase, uh, da- uh, Brian Danielson uh, did an interview when he when he when he made his appearance on on uh, AEW, and he basically said like in short like you know if you show somebody uh, good professional wrestling, you can bring anyone in, yeah, definitely, and like it's the best. I feel like when you if you if you're gonna if you're gonna show somebody professional wrestling that's never seen it before, you can show an Owen Hart match, and that someone will definitely fall in love. You'll exactly. you'll definitely create a fan off of a Owen Hart match. And you know what? You know, if if yeah. you know what people are people's main argument was like, oh, he was never around. Um, it, you know when All Elite wasn't around when Owen was around. But guess what? All Elite Wrestling wouldn't be around if Owen hadn't because the, cause the guys who started All Elite Wrestling watched Owen. They they, they yes. love you know what I mean. They were fans of WWE. They were fans of Owen and you know everybody else that was in WWE. All the legends that we love. So like you can say what you want, but like those guys looked up to Owen. They want to honor his legacy. So it doesn't matter what company they work for. Like they were yeah. li- they were yeah. little kids like us. They're our age, so they were watching it as they were growing up. You know, and those and guys also, were their like, heroes. The general direction of the company, I think it's safe to say AEW is pretty much they. Were team Brett, they weren't team Sean back in the day, you know. It's basically like <laughs> yeah. <hard> appreciation, <laughs> yes. Yeah. There. And the other thing I would say to the people that are like, Oh, it should be, you know, this should be a WWE, dude. The story's not over, man. Like, even two years ago, this deal that AEW struck with uh Owen Hart's family would have seemed unthinkable. You'd be like, No, that's never mm-hmm. gonna happen. So, this may just be the first step into eventually that relationship kind of thawing out, and maybe they can welcome Owen Hart's family back in the fold, you know. Obviously. From everything we know, Brett is still on good terms with WWE, so maybe he could be that bridge to kind of uh, you know help heal that wound also. And we could eventually see him go into the WWE Hall of Fame. So the story's not over, you know. Again, just just watch and enjoy, and yeah, like exactly. there's no, there's absolutely nothing to be mad about this. It's it's it, from everything we've seen, it looks like it's going to be awesome, and we know almost to a fault, Tony Khan books for the fans. So this is going to be something that fans are going to enjoy whenever it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really, yeah. looking, I, even 
almost as much as the figures, I'm looking forward to uh, this Owen Hart Memorial uh, Tournament because I'm sure yes. it's, yeah. it's if it's in Owen's spirit, it's just going to be some incredible in ring action. And uh, I look, you know, I can't wait to see the trophy, all that. Like, I think it's going to be really, really cool. Exactly. And if we yeah. know anything, you know, after the loss of Brody, you know, the way that AEW handled that and like with with the grace and just like the class that they handled something like that, I can't mm-hmm. imagine that they're going to do anything less with somebody as, you know, incredible and talented and, you know, legendary as Owen Hart. So I can only imagine mm-hmm. how much love and care and, you know, um, that they're putting into this. Right. So, and to what I'll say to you guys is like, you know, all you fickle fucks out there, like, you know, it wouldn't, it would not have, it would not have mattered if WWE honored him. You still would be bitching saying, Oh, they didn't yeah. do him justice or, Oh, they didn't do it like that. Or, Oh, it should have been, you know, 10, 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't matter. So you're the kind yeah. of people that aren't going to be happy no matter what. So like they nobody's listening wrestling. to you when, you, yeah, when you're, yeah, exactly. You're hate watching. So when you're out there like bitching to the world, how horrible this is, like nobody's listening to you you we're all just out here trying to have a good time and enjoy it and like find fun and awesomeness and what's going on so you know just yeah. go ahead and save your thumbs some energy save your your brain power for you know whatever the data it is on that- your uh t-mobile cell phone plan <laughs> yeah exactly Jeez. and just you know stay stay the hell out you know thanks for keeping me on the explore page as you guys were fighting one another down in my freaking comment section but you know other than that like nobody gives a shit that you think it's horrible you know well said. Uh, let's move on to some fun stuff. Uh, Marco, what would be... So Jeremy Padauer, friend of the show, he immediately uh, confirmed that Owen figures are on the way. What is your most wanted Owen Hart Jazzwares figure? Hmm. See, that that was the other that was the other conversation. Like, what are they allowed to yeah. know, make of Let, Owen let's Hart? Ass- like- let's assume everything's on the table. I mean... You can see right there, that's that shirt you're wearing. That was released last year. It's in the classic black and yep. pink logo with yeah. or black and pink color scheme with some of the Owen logos. So I can't imagine WWE is going to fight it too hard if they want to, for whatever looks they want to throw out. I mean, that's just, even for WWE, that'd be a bad look if you're trying to, and, and I, I kind of feel like WWE's beyond that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this is it's definitely a win for AEW that they kind of got Owen back in the fold, but is WWE really sweating an action figure release? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I kind of feel like they're going to have pretty much free reign on the figure. So let's go yeah. with that with the ground rules on the discussion. And also, the other thing, we're assuming that his family is cool with, uh, you know, WWE looks being reproduced. What what would be your dream Owen Hart figure? Man, I th- man. <clears throat> if they could do if they could do this or some version of it, definitely a blue blazer. That would um, be cool. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, now with, like, the way they do their, you know, the – the cloth clothing and you yeah. know the cape and everything like that. Like that was his last uh, figure too. He had the bone cruncher or the blue blazer. Yeah. So like something like that. Um it definitely the all pink attire, the all pink single. Oh yeah, that's King what I was saying. Well. Yeah, you the can do that pink. with that maybe throwing maybe throwing in like the 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 robe and like the crown would be a little much, but we've already got those accessories with yeah. WWE. So mm-hmm. you could all you could piecemeal together a King Owen if they just gave us the uh yeah. the base I love figure. That pink yeah. 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 Shane, what about you? What's your most wanted Owen? Um, I think like, you know, like a European champion, uh, you know, blue and uh, orange gear. I think that'd be that super was cool. cool. Look, it's, yeah. it's, it's a little bit different. You know what I mean? It's not your traditional, like, you know, uh, Owen. Yeah, I was Hart. a fan of the blue and orange Owen Hart. Yeah, I think the, like the black heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. the black heart Owen Hart. Yep. Yeah, I think that would be a, a super cool fig. I mean, so Stampede, I already, go ahead. Go ahead. 
I was going to say um, uh, Pyramid posted uh, at Stampede, you know, inspiration. I think that would be cool to get a Stampede version of yeah, Owen. old school. I got to mm-hmm. imagine they're going to roll out all kinds of variants, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. To me, I'll go uh, I'll go with a deep cut as well because I already have a really awesome – I have two awesome custom Owens in uh, the all pink attire, like Marco reference from King of the Ring and SummerSlam 94. And then I have a custom Owen from his look from WrestleMania 10. So that's probably his two most famous looks as a solo wrestler. I kind of want a high energy Owen Hart with the, yeah, uh, the baggy totally. hammer pants yeah. and totally. the suspenders and stuff. We need we need to get a Coco Beware come out also, but that was just such a unique look. That's what yeah. his Hasbro was in, so it could be, you know, it would correspond to his Hasbro. That was going to be my next one. Yeah, yeah I think that would unique, be great. You know? But yeah, but you really can't go wrong. I'm just I'm excited to get Owen figures, and I'm really looking forward to it. So hopefully we get one here within the next year, so we don't got to wait too long. Um, but yeah, it's going to be great. All the, the I think. At least a portion of the proceeds are going to the Owen Hart Foundation. So you're also supporting charity. Um, Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Hats off to AEW for bringing Owen Hart back into the wrestling fold. Um, Also, so we mentioned ringside collectibles earlier in the show. Again, remember, use code Chick Foley for any orders there. It's now been revealed that the collaboration between Chella and Nerds Clothing for this Jay White Hasbro style figure, it's going to be a ringside exclusive. Uh, Marco, you in on this? You picking up Switchblade? Yeah, it looks pretty cool, actually. There's a, there's actually going to be two attires. Um, they're both red and black, but one's with the uh, red tights, and then the other one, I believe, it, red tights with black, and then the other one is black uh, with red. So, Which one it, are you going to get? Man, I do... I do like the red one. The red one pops a little bit yeah. better than I'm the black. I probably like the red one, so. as well. I kind of um, go. I have so many figures in black attire, so yeah. If I get a chance to get something more colorful, I go with that, especially with the Hasbro style figures. So yeah, no, definitely the red cool. J Y for me. But everything Chella's done so far has been pretty great. So hopefully this uh, this collaboration with Nerds Clothing and New Japan um, continues. Speaking of New Japan. Super 7 provided some release info <laughs> this week. I'm cool that they tossed out some info. But it's hard to get too excited about it, man. Yeah. They're kind of like, they basically just are like, you know, hey, they're shipping, but, you know, cool your fucking horses because it's going to be three months <laughs> yeah. before they get to the States. <laughs> I don't understand this, dude. It's a, you know, um, I very, very rarely ever talk about this, man, just because it's my job and it really doesn't define who I am. But I am in the Navy, so I know a little something about, you know, ships being on the water. Dude, you can get around the world in three months, man. Like, it takes, like, a fucking two weeks to get from one place to another. So I don't know what the hell is going with these, man. I don't know if they're, like, meeting at some remote location in the middle of the ocean and, you know, hand-lining them across from different boats. True, like, but you, you're you're thinking in a pre-pandemic situation, whereas, like, now there's, like, ships literally, like, st- like stacked outside of, like, coastal even, areas, like, you know, yeah. trying to, like, bring stuff I mean, bring still, stuff though, three months, like, in what scenario... I feel like I could get something to the fucking moon in three months, dude. I feel like even me as a regular person, I'm no Jeff Bezos, I'm no Elon Musk. Give me something and tell me it needs to get on the moon. I feel like I could find a way to get it to the moon and send them to the moon or send them over to us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like I feel like I could find a way to get something to the moon in fucking three months, dude. Like, how does it take in three months to get these figures over here? That's ridiculous. Give us an option, dude. Like. Set up something out, dude. Honestly, I would spend 50 bucks right now. If they told me they could get these figures to me within a week, I would fucking PayPal Super 7 50 bucks. Like, I, I'm half hot about this, man, just because in 2021, <laughs> it makes no sense to me that these figures are done, they're complete, they're boxed up, ready to go. We've already been waiting a year and a half, so I, it, I really don't know what difference another three months makes, yeah. but it just frustrates me, man. Like, I 
I don't really want to support Super 7 anymore, man. If this is the yeah, best you can tough. do for your customers, like that's yeah. just shit, you know? So apologies if anybody from Super 7 happens to be listening to this, but I feel like you guys can do better and you're just not. I feel like you're you're settling for whatever the circumstances are presenting you. Well, Marco, you're the, I feel like you're kind of the baby face of the group, man. What, what do you think, dude? Like, am I being too hard on Super 7? What, what's your thoughts on this? Um, the, the only thing I can, like, think of is when these were first uh, uh, brought up, I don't think they were ready for the, the, the demand of these figures in the first place. So, like, you know, obviously a lot of people want, you know, New Japan-style uh, figures, but they probably weren't banking on how many orders yeah. they're going to have to get. <laughs> there, how many collectors there actually were out there, and, right. and for the demand anyway. So I think that was the first, the first of the setbacks. That's what I think caused the, the delays. I think that's what caused the delays. They they were probably like, here's here's what we're projecting. Uh, people are going to order for this, but then you know people order it through their site, which they can control, right? But then right. they have that deal with ringside. So now you get more orders, which they're probably not. I mean, I don't want to say they're not tracking those ones, but I'm assuming Ringside goes. You know, they they take all the orders, and then Ringside goes, "Hey, here's all the orders that we got on, <laughs> for our site." It's probably far more than what Super Seven got on so their I site. Can, I like, can understand oh, that. <laughs> I understand that, but still, they're done now, man. Like, how has it taken three months from like the figures being done? Until they get in our hands, dude. Three my, months, man. My only, my only question is, you. There's probably not going to be a series three, judging from. I don't. I hope how this, not, how these last. <laughs> Let yeah. Jazzwares. The, the forbidden doors open. Let's extend that to figures, dude. I want yeah. Jazzwares. I want there to basically be Mattel has WWE and Jazzwares has everybody else, man. And yeah, that's say how what you want about Jazzwares, but dude, they they get their dude, shit out quick. That's yeah. what I said and, about and the dude, Owen thing. Yeah. That was another plus on Jazzwares getting the figure thing instead of Mattel. We love, 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 all caps love everything Mattel does, but they're a big conglomerate. They're slow moving. Like if they signed Owen Hart today, we'd be lucky if we had an Owen Hart figure by like Christmas 2022, because that's just the way things work on a company yeah. of that size. I think it's within the realm of possibility. We get an Owen Hart figure this year. You know what I mean? Jazzwares is a yeah. smaller, more agile company. We could totally see Owen before the end of the year, I think. Um, but yeah, Super 7, like... Dude, we were happy. We put you guys over, man, when we had those figures in hand. We everybody yeah. else was shitting on those figures. Yeah. We put those figures over as a quality product. True. But dude, you gotta work on the logistics, man. Like, cause there's just three months is just unacceptable, man. That is totally unacceptable. Yeah, agree. All right. Let's get into our purchase. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, I I wasn't really trying. I've been so busy I, I at work the last couple it. weeks. I like this. This is like you know. This is you guys are getting to see the real heel husband. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've been kind of busy at work the last couple of weeks, so I haven't been like as in tune with every single bit of figure news that comes out. And Marco, he does a great job of kind of rounding everything up for us. And he had, he had sent. I can't remember if he sent in a group chat or sent in an email, like the screenshot for the update on the Super Seven stuff. And I was I was yeah. kind of just half ass reading. I was like, all right, sweet. So we know where they're going to ship. And then I got to looking and I'm reading the <laughs> message, and it's like three months. I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, how in the hell, man? But yeah. They, Anyways, uh, yeah. It was a, it was more of like a calendar of like their whole lineup that they had. So like, not just the New Japan figures, but anything else and any other property. So like. Teenage yeah. Ninja Turtles, and yeah. that type of stuff. So it was like a timeline for all of those. And yeah, they were all pretty far off. I'll say again, the, the final <laughs> product is great. Like I've, I I own the New Japan figures, the Series 1. Those were awesome. I've seen pictures of the Super 7. So the final product's really great. But 
I just feel like you know, customers come up with a better solution logistics wise. Um, let's move on yeah. to some fun stuff though. Marco, yeah. what were your weekly purchases this week? Uh, so before, uh, before that, we actually didn't get to talk about the uh, GCW homecoming two pack that ZST is actually the Matt Cardona figure from, from the GCW pay-per-view as well as Nick Gage is actually going to be a part of a, a two pack, which is that's going to be the first uh, zombie sailor two pack, right? Yeah. It's going to be pretty awesome. And obviously all the accessories that were mentioned before will be with it. So yeah, he announced that uh, also this week um, along with another, uh, another signee too. But um, yeah. Um, so what I picked up was uh, the top picks um, figures that just came out. So, you know, you have Goldberg. Goldberg. Berg. Goldberg. Um, obviously, we, we spoke about this gentleman earlier. He's still he's still Great pumping figure. out those things. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah, that figure pops, man. He's a he's a top pick, so I mean we might be onto something with that run. Yeah, and then, dude, top picks are nothing but the best, man. And then obviously this guy right here, the uh Hell the, gold, the golden glove champion himself. Hell uh, figure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so like so my thing about this is why aren't all the packaging like this? This packaging is pretty amazing. Have you guys actually? So yeah. I think that's going to start with I want to say Elite eighty nine. I think Elite eighty nine that that is the new packaging for it's um, sick. Yeah, that's the new packaging for twenty twenty one. I think Elite eighty eight is the last of the current set. Don't quote me on that. It might be Elite ninety, but yeah, yeah like the 80. top picks because those those are kind of those are supposed to be like the top picks for the start of twenty twenty two. So I don't know when we'll actually see those on the pegs, but yeah, I, I am a fan. I think. My only critique, if they got rid of that big WWE logo in the top left oh, that's right square here. Yep. and just kept the window for the figure, but yep. I do like the new yeah. color scheme. I like I like the blue and red. Um, it, it is cool. It definitely pops on the shelf. So yeah. So what yeah, I but, yeah, what I like about it too is like the like it actually like this hair the uh, the certified authentic like it actually like the packaging and everything actually makes you feel like this is like a like a legit like even yeah, like real a collectible. Yeah, it's like a, like a real collectible. So like. You know, you you know, you see it on the show, you're like, "Holy crap! This is just just the whole package nice. of pops on this." Whoever whoever did this is, I mean, they're amazing. But I, the only other thing too, uh, what I would suggest is maybe like, um, if it's like a, someone else, maybe do a red version of it to like if it's like a chase variant or something like that. Yeah, do like a red packaging instead of a blue. Because I think I like the that they were doing awesome in well. uh, like 2017. I think is when they had it where. The color scheme was actually changing between Raw and SmackDown. Like it was more of a yeah. blue based uh, thing yeah. for SmackDown and Red for Raw. That was cool too. But well, yeah. what I'm thinking too is since these since these gentlemen were all on SmackDown, maybe that's why the packaging was blue at the time mm. when they made oh, these. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe you're right. you, know, you know Goldberg. Well, he wasn't on SmackDown, but he did defeat the Fiend and get the the Blue Universal yeah, the, title. The blue right. Universal. Yep. You had uh you know Jeff Hardy on his redemption run at the time when he was on SmackDown when he was facing Sheamus and stuff like that. So. And Roman was kind of like not really back yet, um, you know. But that, that that maybe that's why it's blue packaging. But maybe you're right. Maybe when they if they do come out with some uh, some raw centric figures, again, it's going to be red packaging, which would be pretty awesome. But yeah, those are those are my pickups. So I actually have like a a pretty sweet one. I'm hoping it's still there at the comic book shop um, <laughs> that uh, that I'll have for next week. So hopefully it's still nice. there. No one took it. Sheen, uh, you want to start off showing off the uh, the pops? Yep. So again, for our YouTube, uh, for our listeners, you can head over to YouTube to actually see Sheena showing off these figures. So we got Angelo Dawkins, you know, we got Montez Ford last week, and then we got a very special one. This is probably one of my, one of my favorite pops we have now, Thunderdome Rome, holding the universal belt. I love that 
Uh, Funko decided this year we're going to start going hard on figures with the championship belt. So yeah, we've seen a handful like of them this year. They all look great. And uh, yeah, that Roman figure is just tremendous. What else we got, Shane? There you go. Speaking of, pa- speaking of awesome, speaking there of awesome packaging, uh, the ECW <laughs> Cactus Jack ringside exclusive that came in just this afternoon. Tremendous figure. It's got the barbed wire. It comes with the ECW backdrop included. Um, yeah, big picture of the classic uh, ECW McFoley on the back. Again, we're not autograph guys. Shout out to uh, Scott and Jeff Toon from Fully Posable. But this would be tremendous to get autographed, man. I think this. Yeah. Um, I have to let it digest a little bit, but I think, in my opinion, the immediate reaction that's the best McFoley figure Mattel's done. Um, if talking about the packaging and everything included, really, really cool figure. Um, so yeah, jump on ringside and grab that. I think that one might be on back order right now, but they are going to get some more. It's not it's, your opportunity to get that isn't completely gone. So so grab that. And it's the first time we've had the ECW Tag Team Championship released with a figure. So very cool. Uh, Sheena, what's kind of some of your instant thoughts seeing that figure in person? Oh yeah. I mean, I just piggyback off everything you said. I mean, you know, we, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, um, we've gotten some really great Mick Foley figures, uh, from Mattel, but I just love, I love the ECW, um, championship. I love the shirt. Yeah. The packaging is just super awesome and unique. So yeah, definitely a must add for any Mick Foley fans out there for sure. And it's like a two for one because you can take the T-shirt off and then he's just got yeah. the black singlet underneath. So it's like a WCW oh, uh, yeah. cactus jack. Awesome. All right. You guys ready to hear from our good friend, Extra Cooler? Let's go. Hey, everyone. It's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week is where myself, the heel husband, Chick Foley, and Marco, the MVP, give you guys a recommendation from a match or event from years gone by to get you through the weekend. This segment is brought to you by our good friends at Chalkline. Chalkline specializes in bringing you the absolute best in retro-inspired fan wear. They can be found on Instagram at ChalklineOfficial or at Chalk-Line.com. All right, and it would not be a retro recommendation of the week segment without doing our chalk line check-in. So this is where I am going to ask the heel husband which of his 60 pair of chalk line shorts he is wearing for tonight's episode. So heel husband, what you got for us tonight? So I'm going to be called a uh, poser for rocking these. We talked about Team Brett and Team Sean earlier. I'm actually rocking the Shawn Michaels shorts from his attire at Survivor Series 1997, mm. aka the Montreal Screwjob. Mm. So I, you know, I have, I have kind of thawed on my hatred for Shawn Michaels over the years, and just been able to appreciate his in ring. Clearly, work. you have like you have like ten pair of Shawn Michaels shotgun. Yeah, shorts. especially from his '90s run. And I mean, dude, hey, say what you want about how the guy acted back in the day. The ring gear was swag, man. Like he was crushing it on the ring attire. Never wore the same stuff on pay per view twice. Yeah. Um, and they, they, they really translate well to, uh, 
to chalkline shorts. So yeah, I'm ro- I'm rocking the uh, Survivor Series '97 HBK shorts. And also a reminder to use code PF10 to save 10% on all your purchases at Chalkline and support the Pod Foundation. So um, we do have a theme for this week's uh, retro wrestling recommendation, and uh, we're gonna hit the music one more time because it's just too sweet. Busting out the disco inferno moves <laughs> again. Uh, that that is kind of your tease to to tune in on YouTube this week. So yeah, this ended up kind of turning into a uh, impromptu Owen Hart Appreciation Week just based on the AEW news. But we're gonna go around and each pick a uh, an Owen Hart match that that uh, we think you guys should go check out. So Marco, you can go first. Yeah. So uh, mine's it, it's not really an obscure match, but um, it's from Raw of. Uh, 1997, uh, April uh, 28th to be exact, um, he faced a some young upstart, uh, Rocky Maivia. Not sure if oh, that guy will never amount to anything. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I don't I'm even know sure if he ever. Days. I don't think he. You know, after this match, I don't even think he went anywhere after that. So, I mean, too bad for him. But uh, yeah, it was a uh, Intercontinental Championship match. So Rocky Maivia is walking in as the uh, as the Intercontinental Champion. He may not be walking out uh, facing the uh, the young the other upstart named Owen Hart, but uh, yeah, Owen, really- Owen just got his big boost because the you know, the Hart Foundation had just recently reformed after years yep. years of feuding with his big brother Brett. They were finally uh, back on the same page. So yeah, yeah so uh, high. yeah, so it's awesome. It's a really good match. Um, the you have uh, you have a, the cameos from uh, British Bulldog and Bret Hart. They're up on the uh, on the ramp, um, the old school Raw ramp. Uh, uh, Bret Hart's oh, actually yeah. sitting in the uh, wheelchair on this one, <laughs> and uh, he's they're cheering him on. And uh, you know, that the was first... the best raw set too. I, I love the original Titan Tron set. It would just, pardon the pun, but it looks so raw. You know, it was just <laughs> that was awesome. Gritty. Yeah, it was the best, man. It, it was a, it wasn't as like huge as as it you know yeah. you know is now, but like it, it was a lot smaller, a little, a little bit more intimate. Um, it was like real say. metal. So if someone took a bump on that, it, it definitely didn't sound. Oh, yeah forgiving at all but uh yeah so you know owen wins runs first thing he does runs up the ramp and celebrates with his uh with his brothers uh british bulldog and bret hart so yeah it's a really definitely good match i mean it's owen hart that was actually that was owen's first ever uh singles title win also you know yeah yeah. prior to that he just uh he'd been the tag champ with with yokozuna and then with british bulldog so yeah very cool yeah huge celebration on that one yeah definitely check that out so I'm picking another one. This is a it's a pretty widely known match as far as hardcore wrestling fans go, but it's a it's a little bit of a deep cut. This is from King of the Ring 1994. It was the I believe it was the second round match. It may have been the first round match, but he fought the one, two, three kid. And it's one of the best like five minute matches you're ever going to see. It was only oh, yeah. five minutes long. Obviously, Owen went over. He went on to become the King of Hearts that night. But it's just nonstop. These two guys are both going balls to the wall, running full speed. Um, Sean Waltman, Marco's a good buddy. He was a hell of a worker. Uh, he was a hell of a worker. Really, even to this day, he can still hold up. But back then, he yeah. could really go. He was ahead of his time a little bit. Um, these guys are flying around, high impact moves, nonstop for five minutes. It's just a, kind of a car crash of a match, and just a really, really fun watch. And it won't take you that long either. So yeah, if you only got a couple minutes, you know, for your uh, 
if you're sitting on the pot and you need something to watch to uh, <laughs> to get you through a uh, movement, yeah, check out uh, Owen and One Two Three Kid from King during 1994. Sheena, what's your pick? So I got to go with um, an, a five star classic. Um, you know, one of my favorite matches of all time. It is Brett and Owen uh, SummerSlam '94 from uh, Hell yeah, big, big Blue Steel Cage, iconic. Um, just everything about this match just screams. Um, you know, five stars. I mean, the guy, the guy sold, the crowd was so hot. I mean, it was just like, everything was amazing. And this was, you know, the kind of like the culmination of like this, uh, you know, big feud that Brett and Owen had been having. Um, and I just feel like if you want to just like watch a match, that's going to just make you feel good about wrestling. Um, that's definitely one of them. So if you haven't seen it in a while, I'm sure everybody that's listening to this has seen that match, but if you haven't seen it in a while, it's definitely one that I'm going to recommend that you go back this weekend and, uh, just, just watch so that that way you can be super hyped for all the things that we're going to get, um, with Owen Hart coming, you know, back into the fold, back into wrestling and back into our lives. Yeah. That's the best cage match ever. In my opinion, I've, I've yeah. mentioned it before. That's in kind of my, magnificent seven the seven matches that i put up is you know my all-time favorites um it was cool because one thing that was unique on that one both guys were constantly trying to escape the cage you know they didn't wait until there was a high spot and they knew the slow climb like they were constantly trying to escape so even though it is a long match i think it's maybe 29 minutes um there's kind of a constant sense of urgency and dave Meltzer actually gave that match five stars that's one of the rare matches uh one of the rare main roster wwf matches 32 Uh, minutes 32 minutes. Yeah. So it's a long match, but they maintain the sense of urgency throughout. And again, uh, uncle Dave actually gave it five stars. Yeah, so regardless just think of what those, you think of him, that's still high praise. Yeah. Just think mm-hmm. of the moment where they're both like straddling the top of the cage and we're just, everybody's just like, Oh my freaking God, like what's going to happen here. They're like beating each other up and it just, I, I don't know. Like the whole thing was just amazing. So yeah, go back. And All watch right. It. Shane, do we got listener mail this week? Oh Yeah. So real quick, um, we already talked about it earlier, but I have to give our man Matt Carlos a shout out. He talked to, he wanted to know what our Owen Hart attires would be for you know new figures that we wanted. So we've already we already covered that a little bit. He said he wants the King of the Ring all pink rocket gear, um, and then he agreed with me on the blue and orange black heart gear and silver. Uh, black and silver Owen Hart. So, and the classic yellow danger. So, uh, thanks for sending in a question, uh, Matt. We didn't nation, mean to answer. Nation of domination, Owen. Yeah, we yeah. didn't mean to, uh, <laughs> you know, answer your answer your question during the episode. But I still want to give you a shout out. So, Sam, our buddy Sam Rosenthal said, "Do you see any?" Oh, congrats other- to Sam on winning the uh, Triple H giveaway from last week. That's right. That's right. Uh, do you see any other figure lines hitting the mass markets like Target, Walmart, etc.? Um, or do you think will these new lines just stay online only? So, Seth, I'll pitch this one to you first. So, if he's talking about Zombie, Sailor, and Cella, yeah, those are going to be online only. They just don't have the inventory to go out. One, I think both of those lines are kind of really catering towards like I. I feel like niche might be a little bit. Um, insulting but it's a small segment of collectors it's really for the hardcore figure collectors no i don't think there's very many eight-year-olds they're gonna walk through the the aisles at target and be like oh let me get this uh this haystack calhoun haystack calhoun um hasbro style figure you know so yeah i i think uh, they're both smaller companies i don't think that's their aim either you know what i mean i think they're just trying to like carve out a little online markets market pace uh uh space so yeah i uh i don't see it marco what do you think man um, yeah, I don't see it either. The only, the only good that would come out of that is, you know, the, the seeing the success off of off of these uh, lines. Maybe they maybe they strike a deal with a you know a major 
toy company so they can get that distribution. You never know. So I mean, that's True, that's the only but way. Do, I we see re- it. do we really want Chella and Zombie and all them to have the d- 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 distribution <laughs> that, uh, I mean, that Walmart and Target have? Because right now it's awesome. Like you, you order your figures, they make them, they ship yeah, them right to yeah. you. It's no I'll, issues. Whereas, I like, like the, yeah, do, I like that order to production model that they've been yeah. working with. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, it it would be cool. I mean, I don't know what their goals are with their with their you know figure lines and stuff, but I'm totally here for the small market, um, you know, direct to consumer type of type of model. So yeah, I'm hoping that our our favorite figure makers don't go don't go mainstream. Um, so thank you, Sam, for that. Zach Hertzler said, I think we've gotten this question before, but it must just be the thing. I don't know if it only comes out in October. I think every year we get this question. Would you guys try any of this Pocky one chip challenge? Um, and I always say no, because to me, like I, there's nothing, I, I don't want to eat something that's just going to like light my ass on fire, uh, and like burn my taste buds off. So no, definitely not. Sheena actually tried to fuck me over this evening. So <laughs> I hit her up as I'm coming home from work. Like this is what I do every day. Like kind of one of my last things when I'm wrapping up the day, I say, Hey, what's the plan for dinner? So I can start kind of getting my mind right, fixing my mouth for what we're going to have. She said, we're having breakfast tacos. So I'm like, awesome. I love tacos. I love breakfast food. So I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, biting into like, you know, a savory, cheesy, nice and, you know, umami, uh, flavored <laughs> breakfast burrito. I come to find out that she doused this thing with truff hot sauce, which is no joke, man. Like it's not, it's not the straight up like colon cleanse or anything like a but level 10 hotter, on the Scoville It was the hotter truff sauce. Yeah. It wasn't but even it's, the regular. It's hot, dude. It's some hot stuff. And, uh, I took one bite and I was like, holy shit. Like it's like set my tongue on fire. And she's like, well, I just, you know, all I did was take a little chopstick and just rub it. I opened the burrito up, dude. The thing looks like freaking, you know, bloody murder, dude. Like it looks like a scene from Dexter. There's so much red hot sauce all over this breakfast burrito, man. So I, I powered through it. Um, but no, I don't, I, I do enjoy hot sauce. I enjoy spicy foods, but I don't need to like prove my manhood by taking the challenge. I feel like eating should be, it's, it's about pleasure. It's not about pain, you know? So no, you will not see me doing any one chip challenge. Marco, what about you? Are you down for the, are you down for the one chip challenge? No, I'm all set. I'm all set with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with Seth on that one. It's, you know, eating is supposed to be a, you know, like a pastime. You sit there and you enjoy it. Yeah. You, you take every bite and you, you savor it. You don't want it to like take a bite and want to immediately spit something out. That's that's not <laughs> fun to me at all. So yeah, yeah, same. Um, I, but I, I, you know, I, I covered my. Um, I didn't have the burrito because again, you know, hashtag uh, fall body. I'm trying to like you know go low carb, so I just had like the filling, and uh, I put I put all that hot sauce on on mine too, and I I, I managed to get it down with no problem. So I mean, it tastes fine. Truff hot sauce is delicious. Like. And I told Sheen, like, if you had told me, like, hey, I'm going to throw some hot sauce on this, I probably would have had my mind right and been in the proper <laughs> mindset to enjoy it. I did eat the whole burrito, so it was good. But it was just that initial shock. Like, yeah, so, no, I, I, I don't need any kind of, like, you know, challenge or anything on, on the spiciness. Yeah, like the, those wing challenge, whatever the guy is that does, like, the, the wing challenge. Hot where they're like, at, Yeah, hot, hot ones. ones yeah. Um, yeah, that that kind of stuff is not for me. Like, I don't, I don't enjoy that. I don't have to, like... It, you know, and uh, what was his name? Adam Richmond that used to do like the man yeah, versus man food. versus food. Yeah. yeah, and he would do those like you know spicy challenges and stuff. Like, no, that's that's not for me. Like the the mass eating challenges, like you know the ten pound pizza or whatever. Like I'm here for that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the the hot sauce, like no, no thanks, man. Um, Zach Hertzler has his question this week. Says, 
with Halloween right around the corner, what is your favorite horror slash Halloween type movie? So I'm guessing he's talking yeah. about like what is your favorite like genre type style of Halloween movie. So I'm gonna toss this one to Marco first because I know Marco huh. has a, a love for spooky things. Um, let's see. Not, I mean, I like I'm a slasher flick. Yeah, same. Uh, guy, when it comes to like Halloween movies, um, I think that's more the for me. That's more the the you know in the vein of Halloween. Not so much like the the paranormal stuff. That's more. Uh, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't equate that to the Halloween. That's any time of year. Yeah, that's like yeah, you can watch that at any time. But yeah, definitely like a like a good slasher flick is. Um, I forget that after we'll probably do. I'm hoping we do recommendations, but I'm gonna bring a, there was a movie um, with, that uh, involved the fun house. But people get trapped in a fun house. Oh, we're um, definitely doing, yeah. Wait for October. So yeah. Like this is my jam. We're definitely going to bring some Halloweenish themes to to the show. So if you're if you guys are down for Halloween, like we're going to yeah, have we'll some, do some uh, we'll do some spooky versions of uh, yeah. We'll have some tranquilo. like uh, you know, tranquilo and chill. Uh, some good recommendations. Yeah, yeah. Seth, so. what, what's your favorite type of uh, spooky? I love horror, horror comedies, man. I, I like to mix a little bit of funny mm, with mm-hmm. my horror. I, I like to have the jump scares, but I also like to laugh at horror movies because I really think like horror movies are kind of like by nature, like they're designed to just make you smile and make you laugh a little bit. So I'm cool with some comedy coming in. So stuff like, you know, killer clowns from outer space, um, slither, um, trick or treats, even got some nice Mm -hmm. comedy in it. So stuff like that. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the horror comedy. Yeah. Slither's a really good one. If you guys haven't seen it, that's a, that's a kind of a deep cut, kind of an older movie, but uh, slither is just like a fun, a fun horror comedy. Um, I'm with Marco. I love a good slasher. Um, and I specifically love, um, movies that are based around Halloween. Like I love the aesthetic Mm -hmm. of Halloween. I love the, like, you know, the orange and the lights and like the trick or treaters everywhere with costumes on like the little like quaint neighborhoods with like everybody that goes all out like that's really like my genre the best slasher flick ever is the og halloween is halloween yeah Yeah. exactly so anything that's like based around halloween um i do get into like i like the paranormal stuff um but to me that stuff to me that stuff is way more scary like i feel like if i was taking on a slasher i would be like okay i I can do this like you know i'm gonna fight to the death but when you're dealing with paranormal stuff dude like that's like a whole that's a whole other level like yeah you can't even get the hell out of dodge because that shit just like like follows you wherever you go you know so, um, yeah, I, I'm here for a slasher. Um, Sambro says, if you could collect only one wrestler that's not Bret Hart and is not Ultimate Warrior, which would it be? Seth, I'll start with you. I mean, come on. Seth Rollins. Done. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Seth Rollins. What about you, Marco? Do you, do you have to ask? Of course. It's Cody. Cody Rhodes. Oh my! Be, there's gonna be dude. plenty, plenty where's of figures. The, where's the button at to boot Marco from the chat, dude? Let me find this here, dude. You're gonna have quite the collection if you keep going for the next few years. You're gonna like your whole house. Like you won't even have to buy decorations. We're about to post on house. LinkedIn right now. We have an opening for the third member of the Chick-fil-A <laughs> show. So anybody um, that wants to apply, feel free. The only prerequisite is you're not a Cody fan. All right, because. <laughs> Marco doesn't know you. He's about to get fired the moment this show is over. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so for me, I think, you know, we've, we've given Mick Foley a lot of love on this show tonight, but I, I would have to go with uh, Mick Foley. Cause one, you get three gimmicks, which is pretty yeah. damn cool. You know what I mean? Like you get three different characters that you can collect. Um, but I we just even think had straight up, there's been two straight up Mick Foley figures. He had a pop and he had a, uh, an elite of just regular yeah. Mick Foley, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and you got all of his like, you know, different, like, you know, he got Santa Claus, Mick Foley, you know, uh, uh, old St. Mick, uh, which I think is cool. And I think, and I'm thinking like if I was only collecting one thing, like, 
how much cool like merch you could have. Yeah. You know, Mick Foley has so much different stuff he out had there. Yeah, that like, custom uh, championship belt from a few years back and stuff. Also, that WWE shop released. Yeah, yeah. So you could you could really really like you know have a, a banging collection, a, a bang banging collection with wow. um, with your Mick, <laughs> <laughs> with your Mick Foley. One. So yeah, I would definitely collect all <laughs> things Mick Foley if I could only choose one. So that wraps up our listener mail for this week. All right, let's take it on home. Uh, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show, and come join our Foley fam, our Patreon group. Um, well worth it. Uh, worth, well worth the investment. We do figure hunting. Uh, we do post bonus episodes it's just a super fun group we're doing our fully picks league right now so chickfullyshow.com to get in on the action yeah and reminder any of our partners that we've mentioned uh tonight on the episode you can find a link in the show notes again use code chickfully to save 10 percent at ringside collectibles and remember to shoot a screenshot to marco and sheena to enter for the giveaway for carmella uh, Marco's in the hot seat for this week. It's his first time. You know, Sheena stumped Jordan two weeks ago when he was our guest star. She stumped me last week, amazingly enough. Marco, you're up with this week's trivia question from Sheena. Oh, boy. All right. At the 1991 Royal Rumble, who interrupted the Sherry interview? It's a multiple choice. I'm going to see if you know it first, and then if you need the multiple choice answers, I will give you the multiple choice answers. Interrupted the Sherry interview. Uh, 1991 Royal Rumble. I'm gonna, uh, give me the I think I can get choice. it without the multiple choice if Marco passes. I'm going to do the multiple choice. Or okay. do I have to answer it and then do the multiple yeah, choice? Yeah, let's get an answer. Screw multiple. Oh, we don't oh, need multiple choices. We're hardcore fans. We don't need okay. multiple choice. All right, Marco. Who, who are you going to um, go with if you had to pick one person who interrupted Sherry? Interrupted Sherry. Mm. Trying to think of who was who was feuding back then. Uh, you go warrior? No. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, it was warrior. Got, remember he it. came out with the. Uh, yeah, I was surprised you struggled on that one because remember that was the night he lost the belt to Slaughter and Macho inter- ended up interfering. Remember Warrior had on the uh, the USA leather jacket with the sleeves pushed up to the elbow and stuff. Yeah, but some for some reason I was thinking it was a manager that interrupted her. So yeah. that's, that's why I was like, yeah. I was like, no, it has to be a wrestler. That's why. Yeah, like. so good, you good remember that was one where Sherry got like super sexual and was like begging <laughs> Warrior to give For Macho a Man yeah. a title shot, and then Macho Man was or Warrior was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah, you're, you're that, multiple that led choices. to Warrior getting fucked out of the belt that night, man. So yeah, yeah. I, was, I was surprised you struggled with that one, man. But hey, he yeah. got it, and that's the first yeah. time that. Uh, Sheena's failed to stump, uh, you know, know. The, uh, the rest of the, the rest of the host. So good yeah, job. I think Marco, you would have gotten it. Yeah. I think we should eliminate given the, the multiple choices because it was the options were ultimate warrior, Shawn Michaels and Tatanka. So I feel like it would have oh my God, immediately yeah. given it away. Yeah. So. Multiple choice. Yeah. That's for chumps. Too. We don't, we don't, do, we don't do no multiple choice in that. We're, <laughs> we're not, we're not interested in that, man. We don't need no multiple choice on here. I, I knew Marco had it too. See, didn't I tell you, Marco? I, I yeah. See, you, you got the win now, dude. I told you, you didn't need no multiple choice on that. So la- last week when you asked him that question, uh, I forget what question it was. I think it was like a, another. I remember either. It was like another interruption. It, it, mm-hmm. You went to me. I thought, like, last, right. I thought last week was, uh, well, it was like an interference or something like that, right? Yeah. I yeah. Can't remember. Survivor yeah, Series or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Marco's on a roll, man. Yeah. All right. Good job, Marco. Yeah. Yay. All right, uh, that's it. 
Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy Extreme Rules this week for the Foley fam. We'll get the live thread up on uh, Sunday night. It should be a lot of fun. That's always a blast. Uh, Remember to subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll talk to you guys next week.